There needs to be a, a, a mix, you know? Women, we are very passionate and we're very emotional. It's good sometimes to have like that buffer energy, that male energy and just kind of even just being a woman. Sometimes it's difficult because women, they don't say what's what's really on their We need women to be more comfortable and feel empowered enough to speak exactly how they feel and say what's on their mind. I think we've become very accustomed to trying to be polite. So welcome to today's show. I've got Jules here, and we're going to talk about something interesting because a lot of females have been asking me, bring female entrepreneurs on, and you're a female entrepreneur that's gone from the nine to five grind to like building your own life, your own empire, starting with social media, but branching into all kinds of stuff. So I got to ask you, let me ask you this. You're from Miami, you said. Yes. Just moved out to LA nine months ago. Before we even get into business, what's better, Miami or Los Angeles so far? I think that's very relative to like where you are in life and um, what it is that you're looking for, obviously. For me, Miami is one of the best cities in the world. Um, I'm definitely biased. I have a special affinity for my city, but everything from the culture to the to the weather, to the nightlife, the tourism, um, the energy is very special. But for me right now, I'm my best version of myself in LA. I'm going to sleep earlier. So less partying in LA? You know, yeah, it's definitely less. uh, Well, I've been kind of surveying the land. Okay. Um, I I party because it's it's actually what I make a profit off of at times. So um, you're like me. I used to be in the nightclub business. Get paid to party. <laughs> yeah. So we have a marketing agency and we produce all kinds of events. So I kind of just came out and was like trying all the different places. And uh, we just did our first showcase at Peppermint Club, um, which so was so. Tell really us how do you? So what nine to five job did you have before? And what's the main thing you're Back doing track. now? Let's see. We'll keep walking and talking. What was my first night? Well, I was just What's the job you hated the most that you got forced in? Because a lot of people watching. I hated working for a medical sales company. Hated it. Why? Um, I just hated being at a desk. I hated being in an office. Uh, I hated hearing stupid small talk in the lunchroom. Like, oh, turkey again. Like, you know, it was just really like I felt like (laughs) I was was that character on TV that I never wanted to be. Like a a (laughs) grown-up. So, so then you transition. Now is marketing and social media your main way you're making money? Yeah, definitely. I would say the agency is one of the, the larger streams of revenue for me personally. Um, I also have a management company, a production company, and, um, you know, have like a, I don't know, I jewels also do things as a personality. So that makes a little bit of money also, but the agency is, is I think, where I, I get to What kind to of agency? Them. You manage people, social media, or you do it for businesses? We, or we have, we have clients that we manage, yes, from artists to, you know, Olivia and Natalie, who are uh-huh. on E! They have their TV show. I think everybody's an entrepreneur these days. So for me, I, I really just enjoy meeting people, uh, seeing what they're passionate and excited about, and then applying my knowledge and contacts and creative ideas to that. So whereas a client may have at first been a social media influencer, um, maybe now they are designing their own capsule collection or you know creating their own book or you know there's tons of different partnerships. So is that what you mean by like? So basically, but that's just one arm. Okay. There's also what I enjoy most is music. You know, so we do a lot of 
we have a lot of um, clients, like we have a skincare line that we represent. We have a weed company that we represent. Shout out Concierge. We have What's it called? Concierge. Concierge. <laughs> They're amazing. The weed. I love that. I like that name. Yeah. So, so it's the chronic concierge. Exactly. Adrian, are you a customer? <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> uh, no, you're not. Not yet. Because it Wait, is what do they very, do? What do they do? So it's um, it's a lot, but it's 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 like the product of weed. You know, you can't okay. buy it anywhere. It's very exclusive. They they have everything from the farms to this brand that they've created, which is basically like a concierge for the smoker. Okay. Um, and they have a new product, which is a very unique. Uh, it's called the Ripper. Okay. And um, instead of just burning the same oil over and over again, like most vapes, there's a 360 technology that's specific to this design and model that you're not just burning the same THC over and over. So it doesn't have that weird taste that sometimes you'll get when you're smoking vapes. If you smoke vapes, I am an advocate. Um, and it's definitely going to be one of the largest industries we've seen to date. So um, I'm happy to be taking my, my hand in it. But we still will cool. do everything like you know, design, redesign their merch, um, you know, consult on the packaging. Um, Is it you? Are you kind of the creative genius behind it all? Or do you have people working with you? Yeah, I definitely have a team that makes it possible for me okay. to do what I do every day. But I think when it comes to like, hey guys, let's make, uh, you know, let's make our pre-rolls case like matte black with uh, embossed gloss, you know, that's, that's usually coming from me. And I, I really enjoy like bouncing ideas off of my team. Um, yeah. So but I'll do Pisces. stuff like Pisces that. Pisces yeah. are the best designers. The most creative. Yeah, Pisces, my ground. Oh, Dr. Seuss was a Pisces. That's all I got. No, they are creative. Rihanna. Rihanna. Pisces. Yeah, so I really enjoy that. I enjoy creating experiences from the bottom up. Everything from, you know, what the entranceway of a party is going to look like, who's greeting you there, what the sound and the music is like, um, you know, how we're creating that experience with an arc throughout the night, you know. I have like like a formula for parties where... It's, it's kind of, if you were in nightlife, maybe, I, I've definitely borrowed some of this from my old mentors in nightlife and stuff, but you play reggae at the end of the night because that's how you set everybody up to go home. You know, they get close <laughs> to each other, you're giving them the layup, you start off maybe with some Ashanti jaw rules, some throwbacks, you know, Do get you everybody DJ warmed too? up. Um, so not, I won't, I'm not for hire, but okay. I DJ for myself and my friends. Um, and I, I have done for Galore Magazine just because they're my boys. But uh, yeah, so there's a lot we do. <laughs> um, but the agency aspect is like, I really just love building brands and, you know, helping brands. What I realized at an early age was that there's a big disconnect between the culture and the brands and all the money that they're spending. And, you know, I realized like, wow, there's all these people up there trying to figure out how to talk to us. And I've managed to somehow grow a platform. Thank you to social media and um, the events and the people that I've connected with that have le- allowed me to leverage that platform. But you know, through doing that, I can connect those dots and kind of help to make sure that cool things are happening. You know, yeah. if, if, if I feel like brands want to talk to us, well, we're way more accessible. You know, people like me, people like, you know, the other people, yourself even, yeah. who are um, helping these brands kind of architect how they're going to speak to us. Yeah. And involving the people. Yeah, because uh, I feel like brands that. get, they do get disconnected. Oh. Got out of there just in time. Got out of there just in time. It's getting crazy back there. So if you're interested in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and want to learn how to make money with Bitcoin, I'm opening up a brand new Bitcoin crypto academy for you. Crypto is starting to fundamentally change everything from currencies to the very structure behind the Internet. And if you don't understand it, you will be left behind. 
Remember, if you had put $100 into Bitcoin in 2010, you would have over $100 million right now. I don't want you to miss out on the coming opportunities offered by Bitcoin in the cryptocurrency space. So I brought in the best experts in the game, the people that are teaching me and training me, and I'm gonna share that with you because it's not too late to understand Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and the blockchain and to make money with it. So to sign up for my new Bitcoin Crypto Academy and learn how to invest, how to make money in this new exciting space, I'm gonna open up room for a few of you to have early access to the new online mentor mastermind. So go to tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast to learn more. So I'm testing the mastermind. So I'm just gonna let a few of you in at a low price and uh, it's already filling up quickly. So if you wanna get in, I'll let a few of you in. So go to tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast, all one word, tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast. If the course is closed, when you get to the page, put in your name in the waiting list, you missed out on the first round. Uh, and if you see it, welcome to the group. I'm glad you didn't procrastinate. Okay, back to the show. So let's do three, three quick points for somebody that's like thinking of either going off and becoming a social media influencer or quitting their nine to five job. So let's do this. This will be like one paragraph kind of your advice. So number one, how to overcome the hardest thing that you had to learn become an entrepreneur. What was that and how'd you overcome it? This is one of those moments where I wish we were sitting down. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, there's so many hard moments. I think it's just being an entrepreneur is just the hardest thing to do is self-motivate yourself when you're going through something in your personal life or, you know, especially being an entrepreneur that's like in the in the public eye. You're growing in front of everyone. You're making mistakes. You're right. literally like no one in my family is an entrepreneur. Everyone in my family is still trying to figure out how to survive. And, you know, I love them and, and they're amazing and I've learned so much from them. But as far as how to run a successful business and how to be financially um, responsible and, you know, I've never had help in that area. So I'm going to yeah. make I'm going to make mistakes like that. I'm, I'm going to you know, I'm building a company and um, learning as I go. So uh, luckily, finally, I've, I've realized, you know, the power in collaboration and mm -hmm. um, allowing for a while. I was very gung ho about only hiring women and working with women. But um, now we're letting men play, too. So, so, you know. you, well, so that's let me let me make number two then. That's a good point. Learning in front of the public eye is hard. So number two, what have you learned? Because you said you used to only hire women. Now you're hiring men. What have you learned about that whole dynamic of like men versus women working for you? Um, I'm not going <laughs> to. I think it's very controversial topics. Uh, you know, I yeah, do but think you that tell your gut. I mean, you're nobody's going to get mad of. I do feel like there needs to be. Yeah, there needs to be a, a, a mix. You know, um, we're, women, we are very passionate and we're very emotional. And um, it's good sometimes to have like that buffer energy, that male um, energy and just kind of even just being a woman. Sometimes it's difficult because women, uh, they don't say what's what's really on their. We need women to be more comfortable and, and feel empowered enough to speak exactly how they feel and say what's on their mind. I think we've become very accustomed to um, trying to be polite. And I know myself, you know, this is me still learning at 27 years old to just be like, you know, this isn't going to work for me. Take it or leave it. This is what I need in order to do this. And like, you know, I, see, I feel sometimes um, 
we've, we, we have uh, come up in a patriarchal society where it's like, Prior to you know a couple years ago, there were there wasn't as many opportunities for women, and so it was more of a competitive yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, now social media has kind of equaled the playing field. You got just <laughs> as many females in social media. Yeah, hundred percent. Or and not, and not just that, and just obviously like, you know, back in the day, women had to their their only shot at survival before we were allowed to vote, before we had jobs, before, you know, before we were respected as equal members of society, we had to compete for men in order to secure ourselves a nice household, in order to have a family. And that was like kind of, you know, it takes a while to for, for a society to recover from that and to transform right. and for, you know, women as a species to, to come to a place where we demand our place. And I think that the time is now. <laughs> the time is now. The time has come. And finally, you know, um, I think we, you know, we're seeing these moments where it's like actresses in Hollywood are showing us these incredibly disappointing statistics of, of you know, what, who, who was it? Uh, man. You mean the pay differences Dude, that are happening? I mean, literally, there was like, there was like a... Uh, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, yes, Mark Wahlberg. Thank you. The, the reshoot of the movie where he got I mean, paid a million and she didn't get paid. I mean, and here's the thing. And she didn't have it in her contract. Well, guess what? I'm sure when Mark was coming up, some someone in his circle suggested a great lawyer to him and suggested right. allowed and help him set up those key people in his circle, those, you know that guidance for him and, and as women we don't always get that yeah you know and so it's we need to start sharing our resources with one another as a as women we need to start you know not kind of trying to keep everything to ourselves because only when we share can we get to a point where we can make this fight because you if you go 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 by yourself as a woman you get to the top and right. then you realize, wow, everybody in this room is making way more than me, and I'm doing just as much, if not more. Right. But who, where are my sisters that are going to fight with me? Because I left them all down there. Yeah. So the guys aren't going to fight. They're they're paid. They're good. You know. I mean, and that's also hopefully we get to a point where, and I'm seeing, I was very very impressed with like the amount of men and young men even that were at the march this past weekend. It's it's that's very important, you know, and it's it's really important to see the next generation of kids see this like kind of, you know, I don't, I don't want to necessarily call it the feminist movement because everybody has their own, you know, connotations of what that is. But, um, you know, for them to be growing up in this time and, and so they can look at us as their equal and just have that with them. And, you know, that's how it's going to continue to evolve. Anyways, I talk a lot. That's okay. Sorry. <laughs> so this third point, I want to ask you, I saw somebody do this on an interview and I've never done it. So you're going to be the first person if you had to summarize your advice to people, one word, this is hard. I've tried this before. What would your one word be for an entrepreneur, female, anybody listening? And so like, for example, I saw an interview where it was like, you know, loyalty or knowledge. Like what is a word that's like, I'll give you a second to think on it because it's not. Yeah. Uh, like if you had a word. shirt, what would it say that like conveyed your message? Faith. Faith. You have to have faith in yourself, above all. Faith in God, faith in yourself, faith in your journey. Because if you don't have faith, there's no way you can be an entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean, the number one thing that you do when you, when you set out on, on creating something is believing in something that doesn't exist, yeah. essentially. Right? It's, it exists in your mind. So I think um, the minute that you start doubting yourself and you lose that faith, 
that's when the company goes under yeah. or you fail or, you know. Faith is believing in your company before anyone sees it. Because some people want to be like, it's believing in your you're team. crazy. Yeah. It's believing, you know, it's, it's, it's faith that your clients have in you. It's just, I mean, it's so important all around. Yep. That was good. Hey. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you.